Welcome to the Salt Twin Cities podcast, a podcast that is seeking to equip college students to grow in their walk with Jesus 10 minutes at a time. What's up, guys? Happy December 30th. Uh, sweater weather reading plan. We're back. Nate, you're back. Welcome. Hey, thanks. It's I'm, great to be here again. I, I'm kind of sad. Uh, last episode that, you, that you're on for the reading plan. Not ever for the reading plan. It's true. But yeah. hey, we're still friends after this. So you don't need to be sad. That's true. That's true. Actually, we're... Yeah, well, we are. We are. Yeah, we are. We, we better be. <laughs> lot, lots of chats happen before and after the podcast. And Nate and I are just good friends. Our wives are good friends. It's it's fun. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's great. And we're going to have you back on the podcast. Uh, we're going to do a podcast about worship. And after after the reading plan's done, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Just how do, you, how do you think about worship? Why is worship important? Things like that. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I, I think our students would be... I think you guys would enjoy that and enjoy hearing from Nate a little more. Um, last Last podcast of 2021... That's kind of crazy. That's wild. Wrapping up the year, um, 2022, here we come. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, we've got a big-time wedding. Uh, big-time wedding. Big-time wedding. Abby Gonzalez is going to become a bang. She's going to become a bang. That's she, I feel like we should we should do this for her, but she really wants you all to not stop calling her Gons. Yeah, that's good. Wow. He, Even though I want to call... Instead of calling her Gonzo, I want to call her Bongo at this point. <laughs> but she really wants Gons to stick, so we're gonna honor her. Yeah, and I, call her that's it. You're a good friend, Nate, because that's 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 good of you for saying that. So you guys can keep calling her Gons. Uh, but we're also just want to also say uh, January second we have church. So if you guys are in the area, if home is like in the suburbs of Minneapolis, St. Paul, would love to see you at church January second first. First service of 2022. We miss you guys. We've missed you over Christmas, not having a service on the 26th. Um, so we'd love to see you back if you're in the area. And hey, even if even if your parents don't go to Salt City, would love to would love to see you um, at Salt City. Also, last thing I want to say before we jump in to the podcast is today is your last day of reading Galatians. You wrapped up by reading Galatians six today, but tomorrow. Even though it, or because it's Friday, you are reading uh, the first part of Philippians 1. So Philippians 1, 1 through 18. And then Austin will be joining us next week on Monday. Come on. Uh, yeah, which is exciting to talk about Philippians 1. Um, so don't, don't forget to read tomorrow, even though it's New Year's Eve. Um, remember to read Philippians 1. Um, and then over the weekend, if you want to read on New Year's Day, maybe do a review of... Um, of Galatians and just like remember, recall what you've learned and what, what God was doing um, and teaching you over Galatians, which is awesome. And hopefully today's podcast will help you do that. Awesome. Cool. So Nate, let's, uh, let's jump in because we kind of have a handful of things yeah. to get to. I mean, it's three chapters. It's a lot. Three chapters. And Paul's, Paul's pretty dense. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in these three chapters. Um, so Nate, let's jump in. Uh, Galatians four, 
Right. Galatians four kind of is a is a extension of Galatians three. So you mm-hmm. will you remind us what what's Paul saying at the end of Galatians three, and then how does that tie in to the point Paul's trying to make in Galatians four? Yeah. Um, so even just like coming out of chapter three, like chapter three, verse twenty nine, Paul is saying, if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So Paul continuing as we go into chapter four, uh, just like explaining, like, what does it mean to be an heir in Christ? Um, and it's like, th- he's saying like, there's a little bit of a difference even than like what it means to be an heir in, in like earth in an earthly sense. So I think it, even just start starting in chapter four, I want to read um, the first, mm. yeah, six or seven verses here. Um, so starting in, in verse one says, what I'm saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time is set by his father. So that'd be the time that he's going to take possession of all that inheritance. Yep. Um, so also when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are sons. God sent his spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit calls out Abba father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And since you are his child, God also made you an heir. Um, so I think this is just like really good. It's kind of a lot in, in seven verses. Um, but like he's saying like, a child heir, like someone who, even if like they have the whole world to inherit, essentially is like, it's no different than being a slave um, until the time comes that the father designates that he takes possession of that inheritance. Um, So like the really, the difference becomes or comes in with the redemption of Christ on the cross Mm -hmm. when we're adopted in as, as yeah, into a sonship and, and receive the spirit. So the difference between being an heir of the world and being an heir of Christ really is like when we receive his spirit. Totally. Um, the, the spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. So now we're no longer a slave, but a child of God and an heir to the inheritance and the promise of God. It makes me think of Ephesians 1, uh, where it says that the spirit is the down payment of our inheritance, mm. right? That we actually do, as Christians, have an inher- like a real inheritance that's to come being kids of the most high God, right? That who owns everything. We're going to, we're going to share in that. We're not going to yeah. be God, but we're going to share in God like things mm. in heaven, which sounds crazy to say, but it's true. And to your point, Nate, well, why is that any different from like a, a father holding out his inheritance? Well, because he's given us himself as like a promise right. as part of the inheritance, right? That's a mm-hmm. real part of the inheritance that we get God in dwelling inside of us, but it's also a promise of the rest of the inheritance to come, which is super sweet. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's easy for my, me and my heart even to be like, like if, if I'm a son of God, if I'm a child of God and an heir to the, his inheritance, like why am I in this state of like being on earth? Mm. Our culture seems so broken. Like, why is that happening? Um, but it's even like important to remember, like, God saw that it was the best option to send his spirit, like that Jesus would, would depart from the world even. And that we'd receive his spirit as that down payment of an inheritance. Like God saw that as the better option. Mm. So that just like draws me to trust the Lord even more in that. Yeah. And I love, I love, um, in Galatians 
4, uh, verse 6, when it says, uh, sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And Abba there is like um, basically like a child's word for father. So like dad or um, dada or like whatever. I mean, like you think of Judah, who's not quite speaking yet. Right. But will oh. someday. But yeah. kind of those first few words when when it, it's hard for him to, to totally like pronunciate everything. Like he won't call you father nate <laughs> at least i hope not that'd be quite the trip <laughs> <laughs> just first words out of Jesus, my father father nate <laughs> just like first name no but he's he's gonna have like a like a dad almost like a a, a cry a whine because mm-hmm. that's just how kids are right and what i think the the message paul's trying to communicate is in the same way that w- judah's gonna be able to cry out to you nate that's how we can cry out to the God of mm. the universe because we have his spirit as a, as that down payment of the inheritance that, that God has promised to be our father and to invite us into the family. And so we yeah. can just like in our weakness, in our brokenness, man, in 2021 was a really, really, really hard year. I can just cry out to my dad and say like, dad, I, like I need help. Like I, I don't have right. the answers. I actually need you. Um, and so I just, I love that image and I love the fact that Paul uses the word Abba there. Yeah. Not just like we can call God father. It's right. like we can call God Abba father. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I love that. And so that's an encouragement for you guys. Like, man, go to God with what's encouraging, but also go to God with your junk and totally go to God with like your honesty and just like see him use that and, and be honored by that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You know, yeah, I was just going to say, like, like we have a lot to cover, obvi- on, obviously. Um, but, like, moving back into Galatians, like, refocusing on that. Yeah. Um, I think, like, as we finish up this chapter, like, why does why is Paul, like, harping on this idea of inheritance? I think um, it really will kind of tie into even chapters 5 and 6. Totally. Um, but, like, even moving into the verse 8, why is why is Paul laying out this idea of inheritance and like we're no longer slaves but children of God? Mm. Um, even just I'm gonna read, starting in verse eight. It says, "Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces?" So mm. essentially, Paul, as we're continuing in Galatians, is like coming back and and just pleading with the Galatians and questioning like you have this inheritance, you have this freedom. You're no longer a slave, but a child of God. And you have your heirs to the inheritance of Christ. Like, why are you turning back to the thing that had put you in slavery? initially? This is like this idea. Paul, Paul comes back to in Galatians. Cause that's what we had talked about. Like, uh, from the beginning of the podcast is kind of this, this false view that the Galatians had, but it's this idea that Paul's going to continue on with in Philippians, in Colossians, as you guys continue on um, in the reading plan. And that ties a, a well into Galatians 5. And so I'm just going to jump to Galatians 5, but we're going to come back to this idea of not turning back to the things of the world because Paul clarifies that in Galatians 5, where in uh, Galatians 5, verse 1, I'm just going to read verse 1. It says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke 
of slavery. So when he says slavery, that that's kind of tying back to Nate, what you were saying of, man, this idea of falling back into sinful patterns, as he says in four, um, uh, yeah, the, these elementary principles. So what Paul is saying is that Christ purchased freedom for you to give you this new life, right? And, and so I, I think a lot of times we think, man, the gospel provides freedom. The gospel provides me to live almost any life I want to because I'm free mm-hmm. and I'm going to get heaven one day. But what the gospel offers is heaven one day, sure, but a new life that begins immediately when you believe and trust right. in Jesus, when you receive that spirit of sonship, man, when you when you are adopted into a family that's like, like okay, let's say, let's say you were adopted into a family that was like incredibly wealthy, like you were adopted by the King of England. It's like your life begins to change immediately, not just when you receive the full inheritance, but you begin to live differently right away, right? right. And, and so I think what. What Paul's trying to say is, man, Christ has purchased freedom for you to live a different life than you used to live. And then goes on to say in Galatians 5, um, this is verse 16. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. And so what Paul is saying is that freedom is not living the life that you thought you always wanted to before you knew Jesus, the, the life of maybe maybe for you it was partying all the time. Maybe the life for you was having as many friends as you as anyone. Maybe it was being super successful. Maybe it was like being super wealthy. Maybe it was popular, like whatever it was for you, super successful in sports. And not not all the things I just listed are by nature horrible. They're not they're not by nature horrible, but desiring them above everything else leads to your detriment. So what Paul's saying is that freedom is not living the life you thought you always wanted, but recognizing that Jesus has given you a new life, which is actually the life your soul longs for. Right. The 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 thing that will bring satisfaction to your soul and then goes on, colors that in uh, with a really famous uh, passage, um, or I should say verse in Galatians 5, starting in verse 22, the fruit of the spirit, Nate, you want to just read uh, verse 22, which lists the fruit of the spirit and then kind of color in, okay, what, what is this idea of fruit of the spirit? Why, Mm -hmm. why is it important? And um, yeah, what, maybe how is it misunderstood? Yeah, totally. So let me just read verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Um, yeah, so I think one thing that's important to, to know and just recognize about the fruit of the Spirit uh, is even just like it's the word the fruit of the Spirit. Totally. It's not the fruits yeah. of the Spirit. And that's, yeah. that's a good thing to, to recognize. Like if you're living life like, in step with the spirit, not with the flesh, like Paul is talking about, like the fruit of the spirit is all these things. Totally. It's yeah. It's, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Like you get all those things. That's, that is a result of, of the fruit of the spirit. It's not like, man, it's love. I could, I could skip out on the patience, peace. 
it's it's kindness and goodness, but I don't really need to be that faithful. It's no, like the reality is it's it's one fruit of the spirit that that we receive. Yeah, we can't Nate to your point. We can't be like, well, my evidence of the spirit is that I'm really joyful and I'm just like not that patient, but that's okay because I it's impossible to have all the fruits of the spirit. I have one of the fruits of the spirit. But exactly what you're saying, the spirit, God's spirit gives us all these things and I would argue that they're all interconnected. To have right. true joy, you actually need to be patient, right? right? To have true joy, you actually need to be faithful. But I think, Nate, to your point, we enjoy picking and choosing. Okay, I'll, I'll, choose, I'll choose a top three, right? I'll choose love, I'll choose kindness, and I'll choose peace. And then I'll like neglect the rest of them because I'm not going to be able to pursue them anyways. And so... I think it's it can be helpful to separate them and be like, man, I I actually struggle with patience. But if I'm if I struggle with patience, I'm actually struggling with all these things. Right. So I might focus on patience, but know that I need to grow holistically as a disciple of Jesus. And so my encouragement for you guys is, man, look at this list of things and maybe find one or two that that you're not good at and recognize how that's affecting the other the others and mm-hmm. then pursue holistically the fruit of the spirit by right. depending on God to produce that in, in you. Right. Yeah. And and again, like it's, it comes back to like this idea of just like the life that, that Christ has for us. It's not the life that we necessarily desire or feel like we're best equipped for, but it, it's the, the life that our soul longs for. Like all these things are true. All, all these things that are included in the fruit of the spirit are present because Christ like came to crucify our old life com- completely like our, our flesh was put to death totally. and new life in Christ. So like when we read 20, 24 and those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And even in 20 and 21, he's listing all these like desires of the flesh mm-hmm. and why that's different from the fruit of the spirit. The reality is like the fruit of the spirit is a result of living in step with the spirit and living in that new life that, that Jesus has, has paid for, for us, that life that is set to or that is given to set us free from from sin and slavery. Yeah, and I I just want to go off of what you were saying, Nate, which is when I first became a Christian, it's like, man, I don't want to do these things, and I feel like I don't desire these things. But kind of deep down, I I do desire them because I'm a Christian, but not really on the surface. But what I've seen, and Nate, I'm sure what you've seen in your life of following Jesus is the more you follow Jesus and just like fight for these things the easier they actually become. And it's like, man, I actually, I like read the fruit of the spirit now. And maybe, maybe for you, you read what Nate said, it verses 20 and 21. And some of those things sound better to you than verses 22 and 23. But I, the more you walk with Jesus, the more you're going to see, man, verses 22 and 23 are actually where the good life is found. Like I actually want those things. Right. And I feel like an idiot when I I'm not doing those things because it's like the good life that Jesus has offered for me. And I have no power to do it on my own, but back to how we started this podcast, the spirit has been given to me as a down payment of the inheritance that I have. And so I actually have the power by the spirit right. to start living this life. Yeah. And I think it is important too, to even like to he- in hearing us say this and like with Paul being so adamant with the Galatians, like even calling them foolish. Mm. Um, and then just like call like, questioning if you have been set free why are you turning back to the things of slavery and then like listing all the like the desires of the flesh in in verse 20 and and 21 i think like 
I just want to like remind you of the truth of the gospel too. Just like sin, like pains the heart of God, but man, there is new mercy every yeah. morning. So for you guys that are maybe you look at this list of of works of the flesh in nineteen twenty and twenty one, and you're like, man, that my soul struggles with those things, and sometimes my soul even it seems like my my heart wants some of those things. Totally. Like I want like you to just be confident in, in knowing like, man, there is redemption for you and, and forgiveness of sin in Christ. So like when you're hearing us say this, like, man, we want to live with, by the spirit. We want to see the fruit of the spirit, but also know like you're not too far gone for those things. Even if you look at, at, at verse 20 and 21 and think, man, like, man, drunkenness, I'm in college. Like, it's, it's it about to be New fun. Year's Eve, like, right? Like, even if you're yeah. in that 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 heart position of just, like, even desiring some of the things of the mm-hmm. flesh, man, there is redemption and, and forgiveness found in Christ for all of us. Yeah. Um, including those people that that maybe feel too far gone. Like, no one's too far gone. So, totally. I, just want, I just feel like it's important to even just address that. No, that's, that's super helpful. Like, Jesus came to give us a new life not to set the expectations for the life we should already have, right? right? So exactly. it's like, the thing that qualifies, kind of to your point, too far gone, the thing that qualifies you is, I was too far gone, you were too far, right? Everyone was like, man, I was too far from God, but praise him, praise Jesus that he came to us in his life and died the death that we deserve, raised to new life to give us a new life. Exactly. Okay, Nate, wrapping up Galatians, wrapping up this podcast, Galatians 6. Just like some some sweet stuff in here that ties like pretty well into what we do at Salt Company and why we do it. So what, yeah, what what's Paul communicating in Galatians six, and kind of what did it make you think of, um, just in like rhythms in your life? Yeah, um, I mean, I just want to take a second to even just highlight while we start chapter six, just like what Paul is saying. It really points to like the importance of of Christian community, yeah. like our connection groups, for example. Yep. Um, if you're a community member listening to this, like community connection groups. Like, yeah. Nate and I are in a connection group. You lead one community and I'm in one, right. but just yeah. so our college students know, like that doesn't stop when you leave college. Right. Yeah. But even just like looking at, at the beginning of chapter six, like Paul's saying, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you are, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing he deceives himself mm. i just man the beauty of christian community the beauty of the beauty of our connection groups at salt company and in our community it's just we get to walk like when someone is is struggling in sin and temptation man we get to walk and gently restore that person yeah. when someone is going through a painful situation and man how many of you students like in myself included this has been a really hard stretch this last yeah. semester it's just been it's been tough I feel like my heart has been burdened but mm-hmm. like the beauty of Christian community is just we have to bear each other's burdens in a way that is just different than like normal like cultural community yeah um so I just like wa- want to take even a second like reading the beginning of Galatians six, man, it's so important to like be in, in community that loves and, and, and cherishes it and, and encourages one another because those are the communities that like when things get hard, when, when sin feels like this tough battle, 
that those burdens are bared by one another so you don't have to walk alone. Totally. And I want to make a distinction really quickly, which is the difference between Christian friendship and being friends with Christians, right? Like I can be friends with someone and do like just know they're a Christian and kind of, okay, my friendship with them is no different than any of my other friendships. But Christian friendship, this idea of Christian community is what you're saying, Nate, is like, man, I'm willing to have the hard conversation and say, hey, you're like living in sin right now and I want what's better for you. So I'm going to call you out and call you to the better life, right? And it's also bearing with one another in just suffering and hard stuff. And so, man, if you're listening, you're probably... You're probably in one of two places, right? You're kind of, as Nate said, and and as Nate was relating to like, man, this has been a hard stretch. Like the last few months have just been tough. And I think the temptation maybe for you, if that's you is, well, I don't want to burden other people with my things. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to reach out. Um, And man, what, what Galatians six is saying is it's a joy to bear each other's burdens. That's like why we're designed to live in community. So just want to encourage you and say, Hey, if you need, if you need like help bearing your burdens, reach out and just be like, will you just be in this with me? And could, could you help me in this way? Um, and and reach out to people in your connection group or discipleship group. If you're a student leader, reach out to your connection group leader. Um, and then the second type of person is those that maybe, maybe this stretch hasn't been so hard and you're feeling like break is rejuvenating and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, man, reach out to someone if you know they're struggling and seek to bear someone else's burdens, make them a meal, have them like go hang out with them and spend the afternoon with them mm-hmm. and just ask them good questions, whatever that looks like, whatever place you're in, know that this passage is for you. It's for those struggling. It's also for those who maybe are in a healthier spot to reach out to those who are struggling. That's so good. And I, and I feel like Nate and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it's just been cool. I think to see like just the ways our church does this really well, I think, and loves people really well and makes me like Drew mentioned it a few weeks ago on Sunday, but like people making meals and uh, just caring for people. I, I, I've been encouraged by being a part of salt city and salt company. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's been a really hard stretch for, for me and my family uh, with losing my sister a few months back and um, just like having community around me that like genuinely loves me and wants to, yeah, wants to encourage me, wants to provide for me in areas that maybe it's hard to provide for myself in the, in those mm. stretches, man, it's been such a gift. So yeah, that's the beauty of Christian community that like we all have the opportunity to enter into. Totally. So I just encourage you like enter in. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this podcast, but want to want to wrap up this podcast actually with the ending of the book of Galatians 6, uh, verse 14. This is what Paul says, But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Guys, here's the message of Galatians. You don't need to add anything to the gospel. You don't need to work more to get into the right get in the right with God to, to get into this higher tier of presence of God. But God has done it for you. God has completely by his grace and the work of Jesus done what you could not do. So therefore the only thing that we can boast in is our faith in Jesus. And even our faith, we can't take credit for because it was God coming to us. It was not us choosing Mm. to have faith in God, but it was 
God making himself known to us. And so as you go into the year of 2022, would the year of 2022 be the year that you just decide to boast in Jesus, that he has done for you what you could not do for yourself and mm. all of your all of your life, blessings and sufferings are from God. So blessings are gifts from God and sufferings are things that God has given to you so that you might know him and depend on him more. So guys, we love you so much and we we pray that that this New Year's is, is a year of, yeah, de- deciding again to, or maybe for the first time, to, to follow Jesus and, and pursue a life of being obedient to the Spirit. Nate, dude, thanks for joining us for the book of Galatians. Happy happy 2022 to all our students. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's just been, it's been a blast. I'm cool. super thankful. Come on. Well, we love you guys, and we will, uh, you'll hear from us in 2022. Peace.